On today's episode of Soul O2, we're going to ask the simple but profound question What is your favorite failure? Welcome to Soul Old 2. This is the podcast that's putting the oxygen back into the Christian life one soul at a time. So glad to be with you. And I've been thinking lately about the just the long journey I've had in my life and how we all struggle with failure. And I grew up with a lot of fear of failure to the point where it had almost paralyzed me to want to take any risks. And uh, so in the book, The Tribe of Mentors, 11 questions are asked and, and answered by famous leaders from all walks of life. One of them deals with failure. And I love the way the book frames the question. The question that stuck out to me was this, how has a failure or apparent failure set you up for later success? Do you have a favorite failure of yours? And that's why I'm calling this today, what is your favorite failure? Because uh, that that question itself is a breakthrough type of question. It's one that says, I'm not going to accept failure. I'm not going to accept fear of failure or fear of fate or fear of this is the, the deck that life handed to me. So what do you do with the lemons that life hands you or the curveballs that it throws at you or the situations where people just really, really mess you up? And perhaps you're listening and some recent events in your life have been marked by the overwhelming sense of failure. There are two ways we can look at failure. One has been called a fixed mindset. A fixed mindset is fatalistic in nature. And these, it has the attitude of these are the cards that are dealt with to me, so I have to live with it, I can't do anything about it. A fixed mindset is, is almost like an egg that has been ruined. You ever drop an egg? It's a nightmare to clean. You, you can't do anything with it. A fixed mindset says that Humpty Dumpty can't be put back together again, or you can't unscramble the egg. And that's, that's a fixed mindset. And that is an invitation to remain in a mindset of failure. But then there's another thing that has been called the growth mindset. It sees a way over and through and possible. A growth mindset is a breakthrough mindset. Even though it sees the mountain, it, it, it sees through the mountain in a sense, and it sees above the mountain, and it knows that it some, somehow, some way, is going to get around that mountain or through it. A growth mindset is like a, like a bouncing ball that no matter where you throw it or how you throw it, it comes back. Now, for some of us, the biggest thing keeping us from succeeding is the fear of failure. Maybe you've tried and maybe you failed and something in you died and something in you froze. And maybe you've been tempted to have a fixed mindset. What makes up a fixed mindset? A fixed mindset is known because it takes failure as a personal attack on its identity. In other words, if I fail or because I fail, I'm a failure and I'm a loser. And a fixed mindset takes that failure and is not able to separate the action from the situation or from the person or from the job you lost or, or the venture that, that failed. The fear of failure that I grew up with was a lot like that. When I was a kid, if I failed, I felt like 
well, that's it. I, I guess I guess I'm a failure. I can't do this. And I really didn't have someone to teach me, hey, this is just a thing, and you'll get through it if you just persevere. And at that age, I was not able to separate feeling like a total failure from learning from my mistakes and growing through them. That's the key. A fixed mindset says, hey, you know what? I'm going to grow through this. I'm going to break through. I'm going to learn my lesson. And whatever mistakes I did make, I'm going to make them right. And whatever was done to me, I'm going to release it because I'm going to get through this and I'm going to make it. Somebody once put it this way, a failure is a person who blundered but is not capable of cashing in on the experience. In other words, has your crisis yielded fruit for you? What has your trouble given you in terms of good fruit and blessing and knowledge and revelation and and great experience? Have you looked at it that way, or do you just see it as trouble? So a fixed mindset doesn't just take failure as personal, as as an attack on their identity, but they also withdraw and avoid taking risks. That's obvious. When someone is stuck in failure, they never put themselves out there again in a situation again where they could fail. They don't take risks. They don't step out. They don't. They don't uh, invest. They kind of play it safe so they can't get hurt. But there's a problem with playing it safe is that when you stop taking risks, when you start playing it safe, you stop living, and you begin existing. Elizabeth Drew once said, The torment of human failure is the knowledge that you are in a prison. Your life is leaking away in a lonely, wasteful existence. Isn't that true when whenever you you felt like life slapped your hands back from trying, and you were afraid to step out again? But another thing that happens when our mindsets are fixed in failure is that we never take responsibility for any part of the failure. In other words, we don't face our failures. We blame others or things or people or the environment or the way we grew up or our family or our DNA. uh, Fill in the blanks. Now, some people are born with talent. Others are not. I'm the way I am because I was born this way. These kinds of mindsets can lead to a fixed mindset. When we see, well, well, that can happen for the other guy or the other gal, but not for me. But the problem is, is that when you don't take responsibility for your part, you don't learn anything, you don't grow, you don't expand. And even though it would have changed the outcome, are there any things you could have done differently? These are good questions to ask. Or, here's another good question during times of failure. Is there any truth to the criticism I received? And that's a hard question to ask, isn't it? But it is truly a growth question. It is one that is facing ourselves and facing our imperfections and saying, if that is the case, then I will change and I will will do better. Another mark of someone who is fixed in a failure mindset is that failure is the ultimate tragedy. It's the end of the world as we know it. I, I will go out with a whimper, like, like the, the story said, you know, the, the, the writer said, uh, this is how the world ends, not with a bang, but with a whimper, right? And that's a failure mindset in a way. It's like, we're going to just shrivel up and die. Did you know that 
we are all born with 360 degrees of possibility. Or another word is growth mindsets. But the process of life tends to beat it out of us, steal it from us, influence us to the point where we become rigid and stuck in a non-growth mindset where we don't think we can do it any longer. And there was a great Reader's Digest article that I read years ago called The Overpraised Generation that talked about people who lived between 1980 and 2001 and how, how uh, it was well-intentioned, but basically uh, it says well-intentioned parents have unwittingly left their kids defenseless against failure. The current generation of millennials, born between 1980 and 2001, grew up playing sports where scores and performance were downplayed because everyone is a winner. And their report cards had more positive spin than an AIG press release. And that's, uh, that was written by Carol Dweck Stanford of Stanford. She's a PhD from Stanford. And uh, there's something about that, that if, if, when, if we never learn how to lose, if we never learn how to fail, then we don't know what it means to get back up. And that's why when we fall, we must learn the art of rising again. But what is a growth mindset? A growth mindset is this. They know how to separate or they they train themselves to separate failure from identity. A growth mindset never allows failure to affect self-esteem. It says, hey, I lost. Hey, I blew it. Hey, I, I, I failed in this venture, but I am not a failure. They know that failure doesn't mean I'm a failure, but that there is something for me to learn and grow in in this situation. And I'm going to learn it. I'm not going to give up. That's why that famous Thomas Edison quote where he says, I haven't failed, I just figured out you know, 10,000 or 20,000 ways, I forgot how many there were, that it won't work. He was persevering and he separated his identity from his failures. So as long as you keep trying and moving forward, you are not a failure. But also a growth mindset knows that talent is not enough. You must add learning and effort and perseverance to your gift, to what you're good at. You can be born with all kinds of gifting and talent and be failing because you don't put any effort into it. That's why talent alone is not enough. If you rely only on your talent, you will fail. The greatest pianists and musicians of all time were born with great, prodigious talent from music. But if you read about any of them, they all practice meticulously for hours every day to sharpen and improve their skill. And there's a beautiful scripture that that says, for this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge. And then goes on to give a bunch of of things to to add to your faith. And then it, it ends by saying, for if these qualities are in you and are increasing... They keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful. So there's something you have to add to what you're doing, to your efforts. And maybe this is where God comes in. That without, without God, without God, we truly are failures. Because He's the one that, that calls blessing upon our life. If you read the scriptures, He calls us to be blessed in Him as we know Him. But another thing, another thing about a growth mindset is that It is willing to face and manage failure. That's one of the key components of a growth mindset. You can't correct what you won't face. 
And if you're hiding like an ostrich with their head in the ground and refusing to face the failure and, and what happened and, and create a good pathology about it and write it down, you'll never grow and learn. So every time you choose to process something difficult in your mind, it takes the sting out of the experience. But you have to have the courage to do it. And it doesn't mean that what happened wasn't bad or distasteful, but it is no longer able to paralyze you because you've chosen to focus on it and face it and get through it. That's a growth mindset. When I was a kid, I was just going into high school, becoming a teenager, and I, I had a horrible fear of, of water because I had a bad experience as a little boy. And so swimming pools horrified me. So what did I do? I took a swimming class after school, and I became a phenomenal swimmer. And that was hard for me to do. The hardest thing for me to do is get in that water and begin. And once I did it, I became a great swimmer and loved it, and you can't keep me out of the water now. But another thing about a growth mindset is that failure is not the end, but only the beginning of growth and learning. Michael Jordan once said, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games, 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I failed over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. What a beautiful way to frame failure. That it didn't define him, it created something better. So failure is a lesson that requires taking risk. It has been said that a life spent making mistakes is not only more honorable, but more useful than a life spent in doing nothing. George Bernard Shaw. One last thing about failure is that the growth mindset sees failure as an opportunity. There was a man by the name of Bob Wilkinson, and you probably never heard of him, or you wouldn't have heard of him until you heard about his success. But he failed at almost everything when he was young, but he was just sold... He just sold this company recently for $75 million. When Bob was 24, he was a drug addict who was hitchhiking across the country. He decided that he was not the person he was going to become, that it was not the person he was going to become. He was going to change his life. So he sold some of his blood at the blood bank, and he got a room at the YMCA, and the next day he got a, a, a job cleaning bricks, just a menial job. He then moved into a boarding house, he went through a terrible car accident where he lost three months of his life. One day he found a Bible and began to read it, concluding, even though I had morals like a junkyard dog, I felt forgiven. So after the hospital stay, he met a young woman and married her, and for 38 years raised his family, and he started a multi-million dollar business. He said this as we close, I don't believe in coincidence or luck, I believe in God. And if there is a lesson I have learned from this, it is that God seems to show his strength and power through weakness. I think he picks the down and out on purpose to demonstrate what is possible. Thanks so much for spending time with us today. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and recommend it to a friend.